The biggest games, the best performances, expert analysis. You are locked on now. You're listening to Locked On Now, the biggest stories throughout the NBA. I'm your host, Kim Becker, and thank you for making Locked On Now your first listen every weekday morning with the help of our local Locked On NBA hosts who give you everything you need to know from last night in the association. Let's start with Wednesday's biggest game. The best performance. Hold up, hold up. The Dallas Mavericks beat the San Antonio Spurs just last Thursday in Dallas, and the two teams faced off again in San Antonio on Wednesday. Dallas won the first matchup, and Jalen Brunson's 31 points, which is three shy of his career high, might I add, helped the Mavs take the rematch. Locked on Mavericks has everything you need to know from the win. The Dallas Mavericks squeak by the San Antonio Spurs in San Antonio. Nick Engstead from the Locked On Mavericks podcast here. And the Dallas Mavericks get the win over the Spurs. Second night of a back-to-back for the Dallas Mavericks. And they actually win this one. But it was maybe the most second night of a back-to-back game I have ever seen. An ugly game by the Dallas Mavericks. Luka Doncic struggled in this game. 23 points, 12 boards, 7 assists for him. Uh, but didn't shoot the ball well, particularly well. Had some turnovers. The whole team turned it over 19 times. It was just absolutely brutal. But the thing that saved the Dallas Mavericks, and it's something we've been talking about a lot on the Lockdown Mavericks podcast, Jalen Brunson, 31 points, 10 boards, 3 assists, 2 steals, and the shot at the end to win it. He took them down the stretch, put them on his back, and got them to the win. Boban also had a couple incredible stretches for him as well. Finished with 17 points on the game. Uh, five fouls, four turnovers. But that's the game you play with Boban a little bit. Uh, some great stuff from him. That's what we're going to be talking about on today's Lockdown Mavericks. Jalen Brunson getting it done for the Mavs. The Spurs continued an up-and-down start to the season after playing the Mavs last week. San Antonio beat the defending champions, Bucks but also lost to the Indiana Pacers. Now facing the Mavs again, San Antonio once again fell short and fell to 2-6 and six on the season doing so. Our Locked On Spurs host has more about the battle in San Antonio. This is Jeff Garcia with Locked On Spurs. Here to give you a quick recap of the Spurs. Brutal, brutal, heartbreaking loss to the Dallas Mavericks tonight at the AT&T Center. It just came down to the little things, the little things that would have preserved the win for San Antonio. They went toe-to-toe with their Western Conference rival, uh, taking it down to the wire. They lost by one point tonight. 109-108 was the final score. Spurs just didn't have that little extra gear to get them over the hump. Dallas just made one more three-point shot to the Spurs, eight to the Spurs, seven. Free throws. Could have won it right there. Spurs went 15 for 20. Just make a pair of those free throws, and the Spurs secure the win. Uh, turnovers, one less turnover. You know, it just those little things that this young team is going to learn throughout this season as the Spurs are in a rebuilding phase. And even without Yaka Pirtle, the Spurs still won the battle in the paint, 66 to 50 over the Dallas Mavericks. Not that the Spurs took it to Dallas. The Spurs had a large lead of 10 points. Dallas' largest lead was 12. That's how close this game was. But it just came down to. Uh, the little things in the end that really took its toll on San Antonio. Getting out rebounded by Dallas, 56-40 doesn't help as well. And the Spurs even outshot Dallas, 48% to 43% uh, versus the Mavericks. All in all, just another lesson learned for the Spurs as they uh, get their experience 
this season. We'll have more breakdown on this game on Lockdown Spurs. Subscribe to Lockdown Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcasts. The new look Chicago Bulls continued a run around the Eastern Conference in Philadelphia last night. Chicago had won six of its first seven going into Philly, but couldn't knock off a Sixers team playing without key piece in Tobias Harris and Danny Green. And of course, Ben Simmons. Our Locked On Bulls host tells you more on Chicago's loss on the road. Hey, maybe don't dig yourself big double-digit holes every night that you have to crawl back from. The Bulls tried that strategy again tonight against Philly. As Pepper Brooks would say, it's a bold strategy, Cotton. <laughs> What's up, y'all? It's Matt Peck here from Locked On Bulls with your post-game takeaway. The Bulls dropped this one to the Philadelphia 76ers, 103-98 the final. The Bulls 7-2 and two on the season. Look, this is a game that the Bulls could have easily stolen on the road. Embiid without a lot of his counterparts, no Simmons still, no Tobias Harris, no Danny Green. This game was there for the taking for the Bulls. But a sluggish first half with some bad offensive management, and they dig themselves another big hole like they did in Boston on Monday, and they fall short on the comeback this time. A couple of forced Zach Levine shots down the stretch and a Zach Levine turnover was just too much to overcome, as well as a big Seth Curry dagger to push the Sixers' lead safely back up to four in the final minute. But the bigger problem for the Bulls offensively so far is the ghost named Nikola Vucevic. He is supposed to be the third wheel of that tricycle with Zach and DeMar. Coming into tonight, shooting just 39% from the field and 30% from downtown, where last season he was a 40% shooter. And clearly, maybe this slump is getting to, starting to get into his head. He only attempted seven shots tonight and scored just four points. The Bulls need more from their third star on the offensive end right now, though credit to Vooch for holding his own and keeping Embiid's night offensively in check so that's it the bulls drop a tough one they face the sixers again on saturday this time back home on the united center floor for a full breakdown of this bulls loss to the sixers check out that next episode of locked on bulls with me and my guy big dave locked on bulls your team every day coming up our locked on nba hosts help wrap up our look around last night's nba action here on locked on now Welcome back to Locked On Now. I'm your host, Kim Becker, and thank you for making Locked On Now your first listen every weekday morning. Now let's turn again to our Locked On NBA hosts for a recap of the rest of the action around the NBA on Wednesday. Let's go around the league. The Pacers snapped a four-game losing streak Monday against the Spurs, and our Locked On Pacers host has the full recap. Tony East here with the Locked On Pacers podcast in Gamebridge Fieldhouse, where the Pacers just started their first win streak of the season, beating the Knicks 111-98 to extend their win streak to two, but it was a good, huge win for the Pacers, really, given how their season has gone. They were 1-6, but they got two in a row now to improve to 3-6, and six, and they played very well against a good Knicks team tonight in their home building in front of their home fans. Miles Turner was really the story of this game for the Pacers. A career night for him, seven made threes, a career high by multiple threes, 25 points, 13 rebounds, three blocks for Turner. He was incredible on both ends in the first and fourth quarters, especially to lead the Pacers, this Pacers team to win. Karis LeVert, 21 points. Brogdon had 17 points. Great defense on Julius Randle by a number of Pacers players. They really put together a great team performance to get this win over a good Knicks team, and they needed it. They'll head out west for a road trip coming up shortly, so getting a nice win streak going before that, getting some confidence and showing how good they can be with four starters all together for the first time since April was really good for this team. We'll break it all down and more on the Lockdown Pacers podcast. 
Orlando first-year coach Jamal Mosley went up against Boston first-year coach Ime Oduka for the first time last night, and the Celtics got the better of a Magic team that struggled to find points. Locked on Magic gives us the Orlando side of this game. This is Philip Rossmanreich, the host of Locked on Magic, here from the Amway Center as the Orlando Magic fall to the Boston Celtics 92-79. This game was really just all about the third quarter. The Celtics opened on a 16-0 run. The Magic scored only 10 points, giving up 31. It was enough to let go of the rope and enough to give the Celtics a, as much as a 22-point lead as Orlando was just unable to sustain the momentum they'd built in the first half. Look, Orlando did a lot of really good things in that first half. They moved the ball well. They were able to get three-pointers. They were able to get open shots. And even though they weren't making them, their defense was still carrying the day. This is exactly how the Magic want to play. Um, as, and it was part of the process that a lot of the coaching staff and a lot of the players talked about after the game. Orlando was doing a lot of good things and building a lot of good things. Unfortunately, still, this team is struggling to make a 48-minute effort and to be perfect for 48 minutes. Got to give Boston a lot of credit. They were able to get into the Magic a lot more, play a lot more aggressive defensively, a lot more assertive and physical and that really threw the Magic off as they were unable to kind of break them down off the dribble and break their all-switching defense. The Magic uh, just struggled for one period, and that was enough for them to lose the game. The Boston Celtics win 92-79 here at the Amway Center. We'll have a lot more on Locked On Magic coming up later on. The Toronto Raptors entered Washington Wednesday on a hot streak. Toronto had won four in a row going into the game and extended the streak to five with the help of a great night from Fred Van Fleet. Here's Locked On Raptors with more on how Toronto stayed hot on the road. Five in a row. I'm Sean Woodley here from Locked On Raptors to break down the Toronto Raptors 109-100 win over the Washington Wizards on Wednesday night. The Raptors fifth in a row to move to six and three and their fourth straight win on the road to start the season as well. The first time they've ever done that. And the big story in this game was Fred Van Vliet, who did everything the Raptors needed from him to pull this win out. When their offense got a little bit sticky and they needed a bucket, he was there, usually in the form of a 16-footer over the defense with a beautiful high arc. It's a new tool he's kind of added to his bag this season, and it's been an absolute game-changer for him and the Raptors. And then when the Wizards loaded up on him and realized, oh, Fred's beating us with his scoring, got to double-team the guy. He was finding Kem Birch, OG Ananobi, Gary Trent Jr., and the rest with easy passes and easy buckets were at the end of those passes a really great game for Fred Van Vliet. Very reminiscent of a lot of the stuff Kyle Lowry used to do for the Raptors. Just kind of having the finger on the pulse of the, of the game, knowing exactly what the Raptors needed. It was a wonderful game from Fred Van Vliet. A nice game as well from OG Ananobi with 21 points. And overall, the Raptors are looking pretty good. They did this without Scotty Barnes once again. Of course, Pascal Siakam hasn't even played yet. Barnes could be back as early as Friday. Siakam within the next couple weeks. And this Raptors team looks very much primed to do the thing they usually do, which is overachieve and hit their Vegas over on all those wonderful things. I'll have more on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Raptors, so be sure to tune in. The Denver Nuggets and Memphis Grizzlies ran it back Wednesday. Denver had played in Memphis just two days earlier and came back for another meeting with the Grizzlies with hopes of leaving the trip with at least one win. Memphis scored 30 in the fourth to pull out the win, however, and our Locked on Grizzlies host tells you how. For the second straight time against the Denver Nuggets, the Grizzlies were able to get a big victory against a very good Western Conference contender in the Denver Nuggets, 108-106. But there were quite a few narratives that really were exciting to see for the Grizzlies. Their best first quarter of the year, getting out to as much of a 19-point lead, scoring 37 points in the first quarter, but only 41 points scored in the second and third quarter. The offense was stale. There was no real response to Denver basically taking Jaw out of his 
groove, and no one really stepped up until Jaron Jackson Jr. finally arrived. Four threes over the last 15 minutes of the game. Six rebounds, making defensive plays. Nikola Jokic was the best player for Denver. He had an MVP-type performance, but it was Jaron Jackson Jr. who stepped up and made the most of this opportunity, having the game so many in Grizzlies Nation have been waiting for him to have, and he was the difference in tonight's victory. Another big development for the Grizzlies is the fact that Denver beat Memphis at their own game. Denver was able to come back in this game despite being down big early by beating the Grizz in terms of points in the paint, fast break points, and points off turnovers. All things that it's actually the Grizzlies that excel at. The Denver Nuggets were beating the Grizzlies at their own game, but the Grizzlies countered with Jaron Jackson Jr. stepping up to be a difference maker and shooting the three well late in the game. This victory is huge, but the even bigger story is how the Grizzlies got it done. A huge, huge growth opportunity that could lead to bigger things down the road. This and much more on the post-game edition of the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. Have a great night. The LA Clippers won Monday in what they call an ugly win post-game. But as Nicholas Batum said then, and the Clippers are repeating now, ugly wins are better than beautiful losses. Locked on Clippers tells us how LA won in Minnesota on Wednesday. What's going on, Clips fans? Chuck Lockler here. What happened hosting you over at Locked on Clippers after the Los Angeles Clippers escaped the Oklahoma City Thunder. Who cares? We needed the win. We'll take it however we can get it. And the main way we got it was Paul George being elite on both ends. He had 32-9-7, added a handful of steals. The last two minutes of this game were all Paul George on both ends. And he did what he's been doing, which is carry the Clippers. They got their second win. Luke Kennard was timely with some threes. You love to see it. Terrence Mann, aggressive in the third quarter. I don't know. The shot started to fall at the end of the fourth, so maybe that'll happen from here on out. Who knows? Let's hope the win streak is started. It's on to Minnesota. Jared Allen and Colin Sexton led the way for Cleveland in the win, and Locked On Cavs tells you more from a Cleveland team now sitting above 500. Hey, Chris Manning here. Evan Jamrose with me. We're here in person at Locked On Cavs. Masked up, being safe. Uh, Cavs just won 107-104. Game time almost came alive a little bit late. Cavs, Jared Allen switched on him at the end of the game. They won. Evan, what's your big takeaway from Cavs? My biggest takeaway for me personally is Dylan Windler deserves some more minutes with the Cavs ravaged by COVID right now and some injuries too. And I think he can make the most of this opportunity and really play because J.B. Biggerstaff said he was going to go deeper into the bench. He only went three deep tonight, and I think it's because of Windler's stellar play. Chris, what is your takeaway? Another good win for the Cavs. Five and four in the year. Team has beat another team that should be a playoff team in the, in the better Western Conference. Jared Allen played well. They did it with, without Larry Marketing, without Kevin Love, without Isaac Okoro, and they won. They're getting wins. They're finding ways to win. And 50% from three. Unbelievable night from the Cavs. For more, Lockdown Cavs. Evan, tell them where to find it. You can find us on Odyssey. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. And most importantly, you can find us on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe. And also, a better record than the Browns, baby. Smash that subscribe button. Thanks, everyone. The Sacramento Kings beat the New Orleans Pelicans 112-99, and the Kings had seven different players hit double figures, and three of them off the bench. 
Well, it took the Kings a little while to create the separation that they needed to defeat the Pelicans, who are without both Zion and Brandon Ingram, but they do get the job done thanks to a 14 to nothing run in the fourth quarter. Hi, I'm Matt George, host of the Locked on Kings podcast. Sacramento Kings back to 500, four and four on the season. They get their first home win on the second night of a back-to-back coming off of a tough loss to the Utah Jazz in Utah last night. The Kings handled their business against a short handed team and the Kings ended up being a bit shorthanded themselves as Rashawn Holmes was ejected during the third quarter for throwing his headband into the stands. And even when Rashawn's ejected, he leaves uh, with a big smile on his face. Just a happy guy. You can't take the joy out of Rashawn Holmes, but we were concerned that the Kings wouldn't be able to make up for the loss of their starting center at the game was very close at that time. Alex lended a phenomenal job against Jonas Valanciunas. He has been extremely efficient for the Sacramento Kings, a great signing uh, as the Kings back up center. Overall, De'Aaron Fox looked better. He wasn't superstar level, but he didn't have to be. Uh, He was very efficient, and the Kings get the victory. Now, looking forward to a very, very fun matchup with the Charlotte Hornets on Friday. We'll talk about that game, plus recap more this Kings victory on the Locked on Kings podcast. That's a wrap for us here at Locked On Now. Thanks so much for making us your first listen every weekday morning. For more on the association and your team, make your second listen Locked On NBA and your team's local Locked On podcast. I'm your host, Kim Becker, and this has been Locked On Now.